This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 68 of Histories of the Unexpected, the show in which we demonstrated everything, and I mean simply everything, Everything has its own history, like butter, hats, and recipes. Did you get that? Everything, he said. <laughs> but for me, it's bats, cats, and mats. It's squash, wash, and quash. And we'll be... <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it? And we'll be following the links in our minds as we come across them, explaining how those histories link together in unexpected ways. Who knew? Who knew, Sam, that the history of the list is all about paper fortune-telling, revolution, and, we haven't talked about this for a while, the Reformation. Or that the history of lions, Mm. mm, you with me, is all about rubbish tips. Gustavus Adolphus, uh, those of you who don't know who Gustavus Adolphus is, shame on you, go and and read about him. Amazing um, Swedish monarch. Um, And courage. Ah, lines are about courage. Yes, I see that. I see that. Uh, the man sitting opposite me is the Black Rod of back then. The Black Rod. Of I only back heard then. that because we we now have a new we have a, a first female Black Rod. We do. Yes, six hundred something yes. years. Is that yes. amazing? The it's Black very, Rod of back then. It's Professor Extraordinaire of Early Modern British History at Plymouth University. It's Professor James Dable. Hello, James. Hello. And the man sitting opposite me is, wait for it, the supreme saviour of stories of the past. (laughs) It's the famous historical adventurer, the truly wonderful, uh, magnificent Mm. Time Lord, uh, Dr. Sam Willis. Hello, Sam. Hello. We're overexcited, aren't we? We are. (laughs) Why are we overexcited? Uh, Because we're doing a special edition um, on our book, Histories of the Unexpected, which we've been writing for the last seven months or so, I don't know, six months, and we've been thinking about for a year, and we've done it. It is done, and it feels like a huge weight off. Yeah. 125,000 words, 30 chapters, yeah. 30 different topics. It's amazing. <laughs> Even though we say, I mean, it's, it, it is, I'm, I'm enormously excited about it. Yes. It, it's, it's, it's extremely nuts. And um, and ridiculously good fun. Let me just start by reading through the chapter list. Because we're quite proud of this, aren't we? We are. Um, chapter one, the hand. Chapter two, the glove. Chapter three, perfume. 
Chapter four, the bubble. Can I take over at ten? Yes. Chapter five, shadows. Chapter six, beards. Chapter seven, clouds. Eight, dust. Nine, clocks. Ten, needlework. Eleven, the itch. Twelve, holes. Thirteen, the bed. Fourteen, dreams. Fifteen, hair. Hair is one of my favourites. Sixteen, the paperclip. Seventeen, of course, letters. Eighteen, boxes. Nineteen, courage. Twenty, Mountains. 21 chimneys, 22 tears, 23 lions, which I loved, uh, 24 rubbish, 25 snow, I also loved, 26 cats, 27 the smile, 28 the scar, which I loved, 29 the lean, 30 the signature. Now, the really fun thing about all of this is that every chapter links to the next. So the history of the hand links to the history of the glove, because what you do with hands is different. If you, what you do with the naked hand is different to what you do with the hand in a glove. Yeah, but um, you wear gloves on your hand. True. And then you move from glove to perfume, because some, some gloves, gloves used, used, used to be perfumed. And then from perfume to the bubble, because that was all to do with soap. From the bubble to shadows. Shadows into beard. It's five o'clock shadow. Mm, clocks into needlework. Anyway, what's rather fun about it is they all link together. And so the whole book is like a, a huge stream of historical consciousness about random subjects. And then what's even more, and this was your idea, mm. was that the last ch- chapter needed to then come full circle and go back to uh, the beginning. I've just been watching uh, Blue Planet 2. I love Blue Planet 2. Did you see the bait ball thing? No. I think it was called a fish ball. I can't remember what it was called, but it's basically lots of these tiny little fish who kind of swirl around in a massive circular ball and then they get attacked by tuna and sharks and stuff. The point is that by linking the last chapter of the first, it's like a huge circular... Bait ball. Bait ball of history. That's what we've created. But I think it's clever. It's coming full... It's coming full circle. It is coming full circle. It's a wheel. It's a revolution. But that's what we do. We prove that everything links to each other in unexpected ways. And what we're doing now, which is rather fun, is we're producing an unexpected timeline. So, you know, often in books you have uh, 1066, the Normans invaded... uh, 1485, the Tudors invaded, 1688, so, you know, that kind of thing. We're doing that, but we're doing a timeline of all of the characters and events. 500 BC, the hand. 40,000, it's ridiculous, thousands BC, because we talk about those hands in um, caves in Borneo, hand stencils. Um, So we're creating a sort of, it's not an index, because it's not going to be alphabetical, and it's not a conclusive list of everything discussed, but it's it's a timeline that will take, you'll show you all of the subjects which we've managed to link together in history um, by taking this slice, it's not even a slice, is it? What have we done? It's like a, we've harvested a scattering of different subjects over all of time. Yep. Is that it? I think so. It's definitely yeah. not a slice. No, no, no. It's not a. It's not a slice in the sense that no. It's more of a sort of scattergun. So, like a vertical slice would be a yeah. period. I yeah. suppose you'd say right with the yeah. Normans or a horizontal slice. Yeah. Or no, what? I'm doing that the wrong way around. A horizontal slice would be a time period, like yeah. the Normans. Yeah. A vertical slice is is something like saying would be a topic. It'd yeah. Be a topic, or or it would be doing um, women Britain in history or, or Britain women, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It is. So it's, it's neither of those things, is it? No, and um, we've tried. I mean, I think one of the things is we've tried to. We've tried to make it chronologically very broad. So yep. we've read incredibly widely for it. Uh, and we've drawn on on the experience that we have. I mean, to be honest, we've probably, in this business, this business of history, uh, we probably have almost 40 or 50 years reading yep. between us. Uh, so we're drawing on an awful lot of knowledge. We've done a lot of research around it as well. And I think we wanted that sort of broad chronological reach. We also wanted it to be global. Um, so we're not falling back on, 
you know, Tudor and Stuart England or Europe or, or you know, nautical history. We've tried to make it very relevant. We've tried to make it, um, you know, bring in lots of countries around the world um, and also bring in a, a whole range of different documents and objects and subjects. Uh, we've tried to inject into it uh, a sort of something about methodology mm -hmm. as well. I think that's there. Something about, you know, the, the sort of the, the, the raw materials of history. And it's been fun. It has been fun. What I think we should do, though, is to, in our, in our mission to demonstrate that everything has a history... And we should just explore the history of our the book. The history of our book, yeah. Just the specific history of writing the histories of the unexpected book. It was a text. Was it? It began with a text. It began right with a text. You're doing chapter one. Get on with it. I can't remember. What did I say? I mean, it kind of came, I think, with the pod... I mean, the, uh, first, it came out of this podcast. Um, sure. okay. And that came out of a text and, and an idea about a window and an orange. Yeah. And then I think very soon, it was actually a conversation with Dan Snow. Mm. He said, you know, you should do a book. It was when he came to this very um, studio here. Shed. Your shed. Um, <laughs> yes, but I now see it as our studio. Yes. Um, and and he said, you know, you should think about doing a book. Um, and so we... We cracked you know, on, found a publisher, and yep. then moved on from there. So it was a matter of finding the right subjects, yep. and, and then getting them in order. We didn't get them in order. We didn't do the links from chapter to chapter till right at the end. No, so that took a while. What we it? did is we, we we came up with a list of oh, more than had, 30 We had, we had basically chapters. 100 chapters. Yeah, okay, so we whittled that down to, I think, 15 each that you liked was, or I liked. Do you know, it was, a walk, it was a walk one evening around a cricket pitch. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah. And I we, was drunk and you'd had too much coffee, which happens quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam, Sam had had four pints and I'd had like four, four double, double espresso. So it was like, <laughs> and on the way, um, on the way, on the walking around, we came up with, I think, 40 subjects. And then I remember walking home and you seeing a tree that was leaning to one side and said, we've got to do the history of the lean. And yeah. I thought, what? <laughs> you can do that one. How, I thought, how on earth are we... I mean, there were certain things that we we actually just sort of set ourselves the challenge of doing them. Because we like, like the sound of I them. I had no idea how we would do shadows or clouds or the itch. Yeah, so I mean, I think or, one of the points is to, to make is that this book came out of ignorance rather than mm. we don't just sit here and know all this stuff and want to share it with you. That's no. not how, how writing this kind of book works. So there are some topics where we suddenly thought, oh, I could definitely do that. Yeah. James obviously could do gloves because he's, a, he's an expert on, on um, Tudor gloves and all sorts of gloves, in fact. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them, is just I just like the sound of, so I want yeah. to do the history of the lean. And then it took me a while to realise that it was actually going to be all about leaning buildings. And so the change knocking down it's the modernization of the city center essentially yep. so, so you're yep. removing those kind of wonderful old shambly streets like the shambles in york with all of the overhanging buildings and you're changing it to something like the champs Elysees in paris yeah so it's, to me it was all to do with urbanization but then we realized it was all to do with disability it was to do with walking sticks it was to do with walking in a strange way walking hunched it was phys physical leaning as well anyway so there were some examples we, but then we really challenged ourselves to do it was also about leaning on people oh, that's right yes um so it was about it was about sort of um medieval um, magnates leaning Black, on Blackmail and extortion. Yeah. Um, clever. Thumbscrews. So what we did, we came up with well, maybe 100 topics. We narrowed them down and then we split them up. So James took 15, I took 15, and then we, we each chapter was, what was it, roughly two, roughly 
It was roughly three to 4,000 words. Yeah, OK. So we decided to each write a bit of each chapter, but each of us would start 15 chapters. Yeah. So, so we, James took 15 to start, and I, I we took We had a 15. very, very organised spreadsheet that, uh, that we had on Dropbox. We did, is it That here? we updated. Uh, let's find it. And we had several columns. One was for the person who did the first write. Oh, here we are. And then one for the second write. And then once we'd, once we'd taken a topic and we'd each written our half of it, we then had a third write, which was by the third, the first person, who then tried to sort of weave it together. So there's a sort of narrative arc that goes through it. So it makes a kind of logical, it makes logical sense. So it's not sort of random and haphazard. We have a particular sort of story or mode of interpretation, yeah. a link going through it. And then once we'd done that, it then had a fourth right, which was the person who'd read it second, uh, who then sort of made sure that everything worked at the beginning and that there was a flow and new ideas and further research um, and and picking up all the sort of further reading. Because for, we haven't done footnotes throughout, but one of the things that we, we have read really widely for this and we wanted to we wanted to acknowledge all of that in a further reading then once we'd done all of that uh we had a we had a complete draft didn't we we did and then we, we took us i went through it two or three times yep. uh, raised questions and you went back and, and solved the questions yep. essentially and then you proved and i did the same to you and yeah. then and then a stage before that we then worked out the order yeah so we'd we tried to we tried to see if there were links as we were writing and so we then ended up with a sort of bizarre diagram, uh, which showed where there were links and where there weren't. And then that was, I, so just imagine how difficult that was. So there were thirty chapters. Was, we knew there were some that were obviously linked. So we knew we could easily link the glove to the hand, okay, yeah. um, and 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 various others, but and the beard to the shadow. Yeah. But then there were some we'd worked out. There was a collection of chapters which we we just had to sit down and basically. To do a, a mega brain scramble by drinking as much coffee as we could. There was one morning where I, I you, you <coughs> said, James, could you have a look at this? And I said, OK, because you were filming or something. And I got up uh, in the morning and I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be a really difficult task. And I sat down with an enormous pot of coffee. Mm. And two hours later, I'd gone through and blitzed it. You had blitzed it. I'm just wondering if there's... um. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Yeah, so the problems we had particularly was the lean, shadows, clouds, hair, the signature and mountains. So we, we none of those linked to anything or from anything. Yep. Um, now, yes. what was really difficult as well is that some things could lead, link in various yep. ways. So the, the, the hand could link to perfumes or gloves. Or signature. Or, or paper or yep. the letter or whatever. You, uh, you know, and that became so confusing. Yeah, I mean, it was really, yep. it was really. I knew that I, I was going to melt and break, basically melt my brain. One so. of the ones I was most pleased with was the link between snow and cats. Yes, tell me about that. The, the link between snow and cats. We did that for the Christmas episode. This was Dylan Thomas's Child's Christmas in Wales, where you have these uh, the boys in the garden basically waiting to throw snowballs at the cats. And I thought, yes, that's got it. That's it because we knew that we'd yep. written something about cruelty to cats in yep. our. Cats chapter. Therefore, the link yep. it came. But we also we had this rule of no conclusions. Yeah. So yep. there was there was you couldn't at the end of each chapter conclude on what you'd written. No. You had to introduce a new Something subject, new. Yep. but actually that subject then took you off somewhere in a dramatically different direction. But that that was a good. I one. seem to remember the cloud being uh, an interesting. Where's the cloud here? Clouds, clouds and dust. Oh, that was it. Oh I yeah, found that's this, a good one. Yeah. I found this amazing article about cholera. And cholera clouds, and there was this wonderful anecdote about a a northern Scottish Highland village, and they saw what they thought was a cholera cloud, uh, and this is all connected to sort of miasma and how you see um, how you see disease and contagion travelling, and how you sort of you how you sort of think about it physically, and the description was of these villagers seeing this sort of um, yellow cloud that was hugging the ground and moving across and then one brave fellow uh, decides that he's going to try and catch this cloud and he picks up this sack and he throws it over the cloud and basically like pull, pulls it together and then um, and then notices that the um, that the sack that was white is actually turning yellow Whoa. <laughs> so he decides that you know, sod this, this, you know, and buries it. Yeah. Uh, and then puts a stone on it. And, you know, that's the sort of the cholera stone. Yeah. Um, and it was just, a, it just seemed a great way of moving from clouds into dust. Yeah. Um, because it was a, a, a dust yeah. dust cloud. I was particularly pleased with the link from the smile to the scar because they contrast so beautifully. And yeah. I'm just going to read out the last paragraph. I think I might do that. Anyway, we're talking. We, we get to the stage where we want to read out a bit of it. We're talking about um, razor gangs. Chi- uh, um, so we're oh, talking about the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about nice smiles, but then we talk about really horrible smiles where people basically slit the sides of your mouth and kick you in the guts. You scream. And so if you if you if you are if you are squeamish, do not listen to this. Yeah. This is a, there's a health warning. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's called um, well the Glasgow smile, the Glasgow 
razor razor gangs smile. Um, but it's not just in Glasgow, and um, it's depicted rather gruesomely in the 1990 film The Craze. Actually, one of the things we didn't keep coming back to was was historic films. We yep. made references yep. a lot to films of the 80s, 70s, 80s, so and it's 90s. Got, it's got pop culture it's in it. has got pop culture in it. Anyway, we're talking about The Craze. Uh, where Ronnie uh, hauls a character backstage at one of their clubs and says, oh, I'm going to make you laugh for the rest of your effing life before ramming a sword in his mouth and severing his face. This scene of filmic brutality was inspired by real-life tales of the injuries inflicted by the craze on David Litvinov, who experienced a similar fate because of his failure to pay his debts and for insulting Ronnie Cray. After this incident, Litvinov fled London for Paris, where he underwent plastic surgery, but his face was forever marked by this act of violence. Which brings us to the very important question of the history of the scar. I know, I love yeah. it. I Boom! Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that that was a really good one. I, I like that one, and I'm 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 particularly proud we managed to get these damn things to all link together. Yeah, and also the other thing that we've got a lot going through it is um, not only the film references, but also lots of art. There's a lots of lots of paintings. Yeah, I think that, you know that's something that we've tried to bring in as much as possible. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's a lot of of um, quotes as you might expect from letters, from books. Um, so sort of novels ri- we use. We use a lot but, of lot yeah. of novels. All um, sorts of different sources. Yeah. And also one of the things I'm, I am also very proud of is the fact that we we've, we've given a lengthy further reading section to each chapter, haven't we? Yeah. Um, to make it particularly clear that what we are doing owes itself to the most extraordinarily brilliant work um, over years and years and years by some of the most creative yeah, yeah. historians yeah. alive. And we've managed to, to consolidate a lot of this very creative thought process, thinking about the past in, in a new way, um, but that we, we couldn't have done it without, um, without all of this other wonderful work to, to, to build upon. And I think it's built on a lot of primary research, new primary research, and also you know, wading through the um, historiography on that. Yeah. So, what, you know, what people have what people have written. I mean, what's also interesting is we've tried to write it for a, a general audience. So you don't need to be a historian in any way. You don't even need to be interested in history. You know, this is something that is, it's supposed to be accessible and interesting for anyone. Yeah. Absolutely I, I anyone. You don't need to be interested in history is actually a really, really important yeah. point. It's... It's kind of beyond that. It's almost it's almost history for people who aren't interested in history. Yeah. Or I mean, if you are interested in history, you'll get a great deal out of it. But um, it's it's it kind of goes goes further than that. And we included a really fun fun thing at the end, didn't we? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about an, an epilogue, which was basically. Were you thinking about the epilogue? No, well, at the end, the joining in section. Yeah. So, uh, we yeah, believe, yeah. We believe, I've written it here, we believe passionately that everyone, not just professional historians, can effectively exercise their historical imagination. Yeah. And what I mean by that is being able to think creatively about the past. So I said, if you have a great idea for a histories of the unexpected subject, fill in one of these forms. So we've done a few sort of pro formers at the back. Photograph it, send it to us on Twitter. And we might dedicate a podcast to you and your historical imagination. And what you have to do is you have to fill in this form. The history of blank is all about blank. So we've done this <laughs> Brilliant. At, at the beginning of every chapter. Uh, I'll give you an example. So um, I'm just flicking through here. Um, what's that? Beards. We get past beards. Clouds. The history of clouds is all about navigation, weather forecasting, the devil, urine, nuclear war, invisible clouds and cholera. 
Um, have you got another one there, James? Uh, the History of the Smile is all about the French Revolution, insanity, Caribbean colonies, gang warfare and slavery. And the History of Beards is all about murderers, pirates, tax, cowardice, the Crimean War and the Reformation. <laughs> have you got any more? The History of Holes oh, yeah, like is all thing. about sex, but not in the way that you think. Spying, privacy, losing things and lasers. The History of Purple... <laughs> lasers? Lasers? I know... I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's about priest holes. Yes, it's about yes, people um, yes. scanning yes. the inside of towers and buildings, yep. finding yep. Um, finding places where the exterior architecture, the exterior yep. measurements don't uh, don't match the interior measurements. Yep. It's easy to yep. do now with lasers. Yeah. Um, the history of perfume. I knew, I knew, I knew there was a rationale for it. <laughs> the history of perfume is all about memory, squid beaks, the Reformation, cats, napalm, and the plague. The history of dust is all about the invention of the microscope, the mysterious deaths of Egyptologists, Ooh, yeah. America in the 1930s, lost knowledge, and the Big Bang. Oh, the Big Bang. Just goes on and on. What's what's the, the, this? This one's really good. I like this. One. This actually is my favourite. Is my favourite one. Okay, right. The history of the bubble is all about childhood innocence, despair, the French Revolution, feats of stamina, and ornamental hermits. Yes, ornamental hermits are brilliant. I'm not going to talk about ornamental hermits. No, but they no, they were basically they are. They, are, they are the real life influence for garden gnomes. Yes, they are. The history of mountains is all about freedom. Prejudice, Vendetta, Ooh, yeah. Elephants, and the Absence of History. Ooh, that's cool, isn't it? Isn't it good? But do you know, the thing that I'm really pleased Just with quickly, as well... Just quickly, the Absence of History, that's because because of isolation, because yep. you haven't got communication, yep. because you don't have education. Yep. So you have these communities where people don't write record stuff, and they yep. also live... Yep just beyond history so the history yep. happens second world war is happening all these kind of wars of people yep. fighting and killing each other religious wars and these guys and people just, just chip along going along looking day to after day. their sheep yep. whatever it means no, nothing to me yeah, yeah. No, the thing that i'm pleased with is the epilogue that we wrote while this is for a, a really really general audience we wanted to say something a little bit about you know about the concept and about our methodologies yeah um so we've just had a, we've just got a very very brief essay at the end, explaining what we explaining doing, explaining what we do, yeah, uh, really, really simply. Um, so yeah, I think people should be people should be noting this in a diary uh, <laughs> that it'll be out in October. Um, we will be touring with it. We will be signing it. We'll um, do all sorts with it. We'll be doing all sorts with it. And, and above um, all, we would like you to carry on listening to our podcast, getting involved, and getting in touch on social media. That would be really absolutely. Cool. But also, I think it's a br- we've done the list and we've done pre- the gift. I think it w- and we've done Christmas, and I think it would be superb, a superb gift, of course, uh, on a Christmas list uh, for all anyone you know, really, or for yourself. Or for yourself. <laughs> so every, buy lots of copies. And give it to all your friends. <laughs> anyway, that was um, that was no a, family should be without one. A brief unexpected. No shut up. Was a a brief unexpected history of our particular book. Yes. Now the writing of all books has their own history. So every time you see a book and you look, I'm in a, I'm in a in a shed full of books. Here there must be several hundred books here, and. Each one of them not only is a collection of interesting knowledge and material, but it represents a period in someone's life and a massive, massive amount of commitment. So never think about books the same way again. 
No. They're hard work. They're really and hard And there's a work. long way to go with this book already. I know. We've submitted it to the publisher and we now have eight months to do lots of fun things with it. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.